It's easy to convince Nix to stay behind. Even with his invulnerability, he's still a village crabber who's never gone farther than the salt marshes of his home. A rescue mission inside a walled city is no place for him, and he knows it. Kalorn is not so easily swayed. He agrees to stay on the jet, only after I remind him that someone needs to keep an eye on Nix. When he hugs me tightly, saying goodbye for the moment, I expect to hear a whispered warning. Some advice, maybe. Instead, I get encouragement. It's more comforting than it should be. You're going to save them, he murmurs. I know you are. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 11, Glass Sword, Chapter 13. So Kalorn murmured. Murmur, murmur, He's murmur. got a lot of confidence in there. Yeah, I'm... You know... I guess if a girl friend zones you enough times, you're just have insane amount of confidence in them. I don't try to draw a correlation. I wanted to make it friend zone Yeah. I was reaching for it. I'm sorry for that. Well, he does, though, give her, because after this opening two paragraphs, we get like two sentences of Mare actually feeling good about herself for one. Yay! That's true. I will. I will save them. I will save them. Just like the little engine that goes. I like to think that after he said, "You will, are you're going to save them?" I know you are. She turned around and put her hand on her shoulder and said, "Aw, thanks, buddy." There you go. There's the friend zone, right? That's right. You see, you do it so much better than I do. Gee, Kalorn, you're so swell. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so you're a really good friend. I don't know what I'd do without you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So we're on the way to Harbor Bay. Yep. Hey, that rhymes. It does. We're on our way to Harbor Bay. What was that? I don't know. We'll get to that. What happens in this chapter? We meet some new people that have that. Yeah. The way she describes it to me, it sounds like a Boston accent. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, you can't even pronounce the place you live in correctly because your accent. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Haba Bay. Haba Bay. I can't do accents. They'd all sound them. like uh, Mrs. Clavin on Cheers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You pretty much don't pronounce the R's. Yeah. Ever. Unless there's not supposed to be an R. And then you put one in there. You put one in there. Like mm-hmm. British people. Sort of. But then your consonants, like your B's and stuff, are heavy. Like, ha ba bay. Ha ba bay. Like, what? It's like, no, it's water! <laughs> Wa? What? It's ma? What? Wa? W-A-E. Wa? Wa? W-A-E-H. Wa? Wa? It's like, it's water! Enough of our accent rant. These are just conversations we normally have. Right. This is just what it's like to... <laughs> You're getting samples of just what it's like to be in a Rockefeller family conversation. Right. right. Just hanging out with us randomly. Yeah. It's really what we try and, try and do here. So they're kind of walking through the woods, which aren't as dense, I guess, as the previous yeah. march. I, this is kind of... It's, it's not a forest so much as it's like a glen, maybe. Right, with some trees in it. Because yeah. shade is like popping from tree to tree. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, isn't he going to get 
like all tired. What you call it, tired? Yeah. So or is it just easy easier for him to jump little distances than it is for Especially him to walk? Especially just him. Because he's got the crutch. Right. right. Plus, I know his higher vantage point helps, too. Him being able to see out a little farther when he's right. up in a tree. Plus, it's, it's daylight, so Cal can have his flame out. What? Did I make it? There's a Taylor Swift song called Daylight. Oh, Jesus. It's daylight. Gotta step into the daylight <laughs> and let it go. Sorry. So, so Cal can let his flame go and not, he can have his flames kind of in his palm and not be. You know, he can be ready to go and not worry about yeah. people seeing him coming from Sending up giant signals. Right. And also, it's not as dense tree-wise, so he doesn't have to worry about setting the whole thing on fire. Correct. Like, just Always getting great. mad and flaming out and setting the whole thing on fire. And Mare can apparently tell the difference in different types of batteries now. <laughs> right, because she can, like, sense somebody. Yeah, she's like, I keep feeling for like a low flying jet or anything like that, and she picks up a like the, battery the, or like a watch or a radio. Yeah, like the tiny battery, probably powering a watch or radio. How do you, girl? It has been a few months since you discovered that this ability exists, and you're just like, yeah, I can tell the size and probably what it's powering. It's just—I mean—it's becoming part of her now. So I guess, like a but innate ability. So she says there's someone out there. She senses a battery and she stops everybody. So there's someone out there. And points to where she feels the energy coming from. Energy coming from. Yeah. And everybody drops to the ground except Farley, pretty much. Pretty she much. just kind of pulls her gun out and scans around for everything. Right. And Cal's like, Farley, get down. It's yeah. barely hearing. Yeah. Farley, get down. And then she like steps into the tree under a tree and basically just disappears. I imagine like when Cal says that, it's like super quiet, but also like low, like gravelly. Yeah. Farley, get down. Yeah. yeah. There, you, there you go. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I'm impressed with that. Thanks. So she, she makes out tree. like a, like a, bird call, the same one right. that she had used before. She lets out a bird call. And she hears one back. And then Shade chimes in. Yeah. Another bird call. His, his own, like it's, right. it's a variation, but it's its own it's unique shades. thing. So she the realizes that it must be, yeah, <laughs> must be like a Scarlet Guard thing, you know. Oh, you hear the Shade remix of the whistle? It's amazing. It's crazy, right? <laughs> So Mare kind of relaxes a little because she's like, well, Farley might lead me into a trap that would go back to the colonel, but Shade wouldn't lead me into a trap. Okay. Right? okay. Can we go back to how right? many times Farley has <laughs> saved her butt? What? That. Yeah. And it's like, clearly, Shade didn't tell you everything. Right. Yeah. I feel like, if anything... If Farley is more trustworthy, if you just step back and you don't have the emotional attachment to the characters, and you just see what they have done for me. Right. True. Recently. True. I guess there's, like, the childhood and everything. Screw that. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I get her I get her trusting Shay because it's her brother and Paul, but 
what else does Farley have to do for her to finally exactly? Trust her? It's like I'm literally the only reason you're alive. Several times over. Yes. And the whole like, you know, she could do something that would lead back to the colonel. It's like she's more scared of him than you are. Right. What? Do you think that would be a good thing for her to do? No. Be smart, Mare. Be smart. Being smart's not her specialty. Not really. Finally, someone steps out of kind of out of the uh, the brush and the tree line. And we meet a new character. His name is Krantz. Not Krangers McBasketball. Not Ken Krantz. Not Ken Krantz. Not Chance. Because I know he showed up on the <laughs> episode plan. Or Chance the Rapper. Okay, France. We're we're going down a rabbit hole, and we need to pull back. Like France with a C. Yes, France. France. Yes. And and what we hear him say is, I don't know why, but when I hear his name, I think of raisins. I thought that too, or craisins, <laughs> which yeah. are yes. just raisins made of green berries. Yeah, that's just it's. And, and then I just like raisins. Yeah. Oh, he's craisin now. Okay. <laughs> cool. Because. My brain is weird. I mean, and I haven't just thought that, but my brain's not the best today. <laughs> I ooh. my afternoon has been tiring. So we meet Krantz, and he and Farley apparently have some sort of. I mean, I don't know if they're like was it their buddies. They clearly have familiarity with each other. Yeah, he says, Captain. I thought you were stuck on that blasted island. And she's like, uh, well, not a captain anymore. Right. I guess you've probably heard, knowing that the news would have reached them, reached them before then. Yeah. To which he replies, well, we wouldn't. Basically, we do. We follow Egan, whoever this Egan character is, not the colonel. So he's basically saying, you're, you're all right now. You're all right, my book still. Yeah. Farley's like, where's Melody? And since when are you Egan's errand boy? boy? Why did you get sent here? And Melody, I'm guessing, is his wife. Why is Melody not here? Her, who she is, is so vague. I'm guessing it's his wife. It's got to be someone someone important. Or his sister. It's got to be somebody important to him based on how the end of the chapter goes. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just like, she's important, we swear, but... We're not, not going to tell you why. <laughs> right. Guys, 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 guys. Not that, that much diversity. Right. So he he says she's got some business elsewhere. Well, I can't remember exactly where he said it. Right? Down on the docks. Down on the docks. Yeah. And so and that this, he's more of Egan's right hand right man. Right hand man. This not is Aaron boy. boy. This isn't the. This isn't a cover story. Oh, yeah, down at the docks. Just just so random so in a harbor random. town. Yeah. yeah. And vague. She got yeah. business down to the docks. But he also tells Farley that, that uh, she won't find many people there that will follow the colonel's order stripping right. Farley of her command. That they are, his people are the mariners. Yeah. 
and they follow this Egan person, Correct. not the Colonel, who's, you know, a Lakelander guy. So Mare's kind of getting another dose of Scarlet Guard history on the fly here, knowing that, oh, Mariners, okay, that's another division of this Scarlet Guard that I thought was just this small <laughs> little thing. Hey, guys. Mare underestimated the Scarlet Guard. Mare might have underestimated the Scarlet Guard again. Maybe. The Kranz and his uh, fellow, I guess, compadres are the Mariners, and they, their commander or whoever runs kind of their whole show is this Egan, Egan character yeah. that we haven't met yet. Kranz is also approximately a human whiskey barrel. Right. With arms and legs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't see my arms. Barrel-chested. They're like, they're out. Yeah. And it's... Big, beefy, barrel-chested. Barrel-chested, yeah. Looks like he could snap you in half with, you know, his thumb and forefinger. They do this kind of funny, and not really funny, she says this funny handshake where they grasp each other's forearms. And I I know exactly (laughs) what they're talking about. No. It's the Spaceballs thing, right? It's like this. Isn't that Spaceballs? I don't know if it's space balls, but people do it sometimes. They just grab hands. You know, yeah. It's like a different... No, space balls was the... On the audio-only medium. Right. Where we just do a bunch of hand gestures. Right, the hand gestures. We're hand talkers in this family. I'm yeah. really sorry. But, anyway. So they just, she just thinks it's a funny handshake. Yeah. Well, she, and while that's going on, she notices that uh, Kranz is not wearing a watch. But she can still feel the watch battery. So she's noticed So there people. must be people out there. So she gives Real up her... convenient that Kranz isn't wearing a watch, by the way. Right. I don't know if watches are just hard to come by, or what. I mean, but I, she knows that it's like a has, watch battery. Has, has this guy called Shade Rabbit yet, at this no. point? No. Waiting. But she asks where his friends are, and when she does that, she stands up out of her spot, and... She says, my reveals friend's back her, at the Black Rock. Oh, sorry, Killard. Reveals <laughs> herself for the first time. And Cal stands up with her, too. Like, you know, if she's she's going to stand up, then I'm going to stand up. And, you know, this is our moment here. We're going to reveal right. our faces and see what happens. And just Krantz instantly. Just go in just like, hey, just going to lay all our cards on the right. table. Krantz is like, instantly recognizes them and is like, oh, so this is what the colonel's been making such a fuss about. Right. You know, it it is true. The the wanted prince and the lightning girl. Exiled prince yes. and the lightning girl. So it's like, Very oh, the stories. Right. The stories are true. Yeah. He takes a step towards them, but neither of them flinch. No flinch. So that's two off the flinch count because neither of them flinch. Sure, anyone keeping count at home? Minus I'm two. Really sorry. And Mare's got a little bit of like sassiness going on this. She's like, we're more dangerous than he is. Between the two of us, we could end this dude. So right. she's not afraid if and he's going to take a step towards there's them. more people out there. I love how Mare goes on this roller coaster where she's like, we're dangerous, but also like, we're weak. It's like, girl. Right. She can't you, make up her mind. You've got to stop oh, she's with that. A teenage girl. Right. 
Then he turns his back on them and says, and I heard rabbit too. Where's the rabbit? I knew I heard him. And Mare's like, hmm, rabbit? Who's that? And instantly Shade pops up behind Krantz, balancing one part on his crutch and putting Krantz in like, almost like a a rear naked choke, yeah, yeah. behind him. But he's smiling and laughing, so it's like, you know, when two dudes wrestle. Right, it's like, oh, this is is fun. Right, this is my friend and I'm going to go beat the crap out of him. Yeah, like when Eddie and Dustin just start like rolling around on the ground. Yes. Yeah. And then just like get up and they're like, hey. Yeah, guy stuff. Guy stuff, yeah. And Shade's like, I told you not to call me that. Come on, man. And he's like, hey, man, if the shoe fits and makes a little hopping noise, it motions with his hands, so that's why they call him Rabbit. Oh, because he jumped, jumping. Yeah. Yes, because he jumped. It's funny. So creative, you know? But all I could think of when I was reading it was, you know, you get nervous, Rabbit, we see Mama Spaghetti all over your sweater from the Machine Gun Kelly diss track of Eminem, and he calls him Rabbit in the Eminem. Are in the video because of his character was called Rabbit in Eight Mile. So that's all I could think of was Eight Mile in the MGK thing on this part. But that's just me. <laughs> so, but he's like, "So, Rabbit, what happened to you? Did you fall down a flight of stairs or something?" You know, and it's obvious that he's kind of concerned because he's got crutches. Yeah, this is a fairly big ailment for Shade. I don't think he's ever seen them seen him this injured. And Shade just kind of shrugged it off. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, uh, let me introduce you to my sister. And Kranz is basically like, well, I don't need you to introduce me to her. I definitely know who she is. And unfortunately, you look better on the wanted posters. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he just tell her you'd be prettier if you smiled? <laughs> it's basically the equivalent. And then she smiles, he's like, no, never mind. <laughs> it's just like, mm. also, who would ever look better on a wanted poster? I mean, I assume Mare looks like crap. Yeah, right somebody who's been on the run for three days. She hasn't taken a shower. She hasn't had time to brush her hair. That's what she tells him. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I've been too busy to look in a mirror. I've been on the run for my life with this wanted prince from the king who just decapitated his own father. I apologize that I haven't had time to look in a mirror or brush my hair. Yeah, I, I'm not presentable for you. For some reason, I just I see Mayor just like hair frizzy everywhere, dirt, you know, like all over her face. Yeah. Just tattered clothes. I bet Cal's I still to. looking immaculate. <laughs> exactly. Just regal. And yeah. Somehow, his hair is like he's got like so a five perfect. o'clock shadow, but somehow it makes him even look more regal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, his hair is like so somehow perfectly yeah. like how perfectly done. messy. Yeah, in the yeah. Little Mermaid, when Ariel pulls Eric out of the ocean and she like, brings him back to life on the beach, and he just looks perfect. Exactly, he was drowning thirty seconds ago. That's Cal. Yeah, he looks perfect. Exactly, that's Cal. That's definitely Cal. like he just can't look bad. Yeah, that's how I view it. And he, Krantz says, oh, so you really do have spark in the worst pun ever. 
Like she's got spark, hey, hey. but also hey, she's hey, got hey. sparks in her hand. Yeah, we get which it. She will literally kill you with if you don't stop making stupid jokes, <laughs> you moron. Well, she's even like, I, I'll show him some sparks. Right, in I, a he wants to see what sparks are. I'll show you what sparks are. It's like a mad mom in the grocery store. <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about. She asks him again. She's like, so you're going to bring these people that are with you out or what? Like not letting him off the hook. Right. Because she knows. Yeah. I really think they all know. There's there's so, still somebody here with a watch. Dang it. I feel a watch. <laughs> She's like a medium, you know. Somebody over here has a watch. Who has a watch? You know, and then, of course, the people come out of hiding. And it's yeah. two women and a dude. The dude has the watch, she notices. So out of these four people, only one of them is wearing a watch for whatever reason. And yet watches are somehow common enough for Mare to know what a watch battery feels like. Yeah. Fair. Or just to know what a watch is. Right. I don't know. They salute Farley, Mm -hmm. and then they smile at Shane. So it's obvious that all of these people have interacted with each other before. So so it's like, respects to Farley. What up, Shane? Shane? And then they look at Mare and Cal like, uh... You guys, uh, do we acknowledge that we know who they are, or do we just act like we don't know uh, that she could fry us alive? Uh, yeah, and over here, standing in a puddle of their own urine, <laughs> Krantz's friends. <laughs> uh, it feels like when you, to me at least. When you're in, like, a group of people and you're the youngest in the group. I'm speaking from experience. Recent experience. You're the youngest in the group and there's the older kids. Cool. And you're just like, do I go up and say something to them and risk rejection? Or do I just stand here and pretend like they don't exist? Or, like, all the high school senior athletes and cheerleaders are at a party or, like, the towel boys and you got invited to the party and just all standing in the corner. <laughs> Yeah. If we stand here and don't move, they won't notice us. They're (laughs) motion censored like a T Rex. (laughs) Like you're you're the you're the freshman in the group of seniors. Right. If it helps. Recent experience. Mare is like, I don't care that these people don't acknowledge me in any way or show any kind of respect to me because I don't need any more friends that I can lose. Right. Girl, same. Like I really don't care. Hi, nice to meet you. Whatever. Later. Like, no skin off hers at all. Yeah. She's got stuff to do, man. She's on a mission. She doesn't need to know who these people are. Are you going to kill me? No? Cool. I'm not going to kill you either. Let's go. Let's go. Yet. Yet. We're we're cool for now? Okay. Krantz is like, well, let's see if the rabbit can keep up. Again, making Shade even angrier with the stupid nickname that he does not like, obviously. And he, Shade is kind of jumping from tree to tree, and Mare looks up when Krantz says that, and they make eye contact for a minute, and then suddenly Shade is, pops up right, pops pops up right, right behind, behind her. her. Hi! Yeah, and says, trust no one. Then pops up. And then disappears again. So, this is obviously the easiest way that he could say, hey. Something Keep your guard is up. going Just down. Just because we here. know these people, and she kind of even can tell that there's a there's a definite familiarity, but it's not 
between Shade and Krant specifically, they were like, there's some definite, like, they went through some tough stuff together, but something's, they're not as close as they were. Like, right. This is not a joyous reunion. Correct. Nobody ran up and hugged each other. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in forever. Like, something is obviously going right. down in this group. A of lot people. of times people get real tight because of circumstance. These are completely different circumstances. Yeah. They head into the tunnels, because that's how we talked about last episode. They're going to use the tunnels to get around in Haba Bay. To get past all the silvers. Yeah, to get in through the gates and go past the uh, sentries and all that kind of stuff. get into Haba Bay. But Mare can tell that there's no undertrain in this one, because she doesn't feel a battery or hear the screech of tracks or anything like that. Mare Barrow, battery experts. Well, she can tell that she can feel Krantz's flashlight. Ooh. She can still feel the watch yeah. of the dude, yeah. his battery, and then just the traffic above them of the road above them because they're going right under the port road. Yeah. So she's like listening for heavy transport vehicles or big clumps of things that would seem like you know a royal cavalry coming in or something yeah. like that. But it just seems be to be that random traffic. I, she doesn't know. I mean, the last time he showed up, he showed up with, what, like a thousand reds as his right. well, yeah. human shields? But so that she was doesn't know what to expect. in a ruined city with no other actual residents. I think she's saying that she doesn't think that he would just go out without protection. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he would go out without... <laughs> he's definitely a wuss bag. Without and protection, I'm just saying like a whole thing that would make like, a huge deal about it. He'd be a little more subtle than that. I thought about that too. However, because <laughs> Maven's so subtle. But, but he, I mean, like, he'd what be are the chances that Alara would let Maven go very far without her? Right. And is Alara going to travel true. without, you know, seventeen suitcases <laughs> and you know all of that stuff? Like That's when true. she travels, I'm sure it is in high style. And I seriously doubt he'd be able to sneak away from her for this type of operation. That's just what occurred to me when I was reading this. I was like, oh, yeah, like I, if I was Maven, I would sneak in and I would travel with only like two or three heavily armed guards. But I don't think Alara would allow him. Like your Chuck Norris to do that. guards. Yeah. I don't think she trusts him enough to let him out of her sight. Because if you notice, she hasn't really done it yet. We haven't That's really true. seen him without her at least around. You know what I mean? Even he and, and Mare, the only times that they were alone alone was when he needed to keep up the appearances with her. That's Every true. other time, Alara was there. That's true. However, they are both smart. Oh, yeah. And I think that at a certain point, it would come to, what do we care about more? Traveling in style or catching this girl? Eventually, they would put aside the regal crap and be like, nah. Eventually, we're, we're but doing I this. think within the first few days, it would be all high priority and there would be cameras around and stuff like that because they would want that. Uh, they would basically, we, we want that B roll. <laughs> they want That's anything true. they Still can about get their of, display of power, and right? Exactly, and keeping their narrative going, right? All that kind of stuff. If they can get any kind of camera footage of Mare and Cal together 
that just goes to further their agenda of, yeah. you know, look at what these two did. I just... I'm not saying it wouldn't be smart for him, but <laughs> it's probably weird. She's freaking out. I'm she's not saying like, that they are doing that. I'm right. saying that it, they're, they probably will. Right, I'm just... Probably where this is headed. That's what I was thinking, was like, Alara probably wouldn't let him go very far without her, at first. But then Mare tells herself she needs to calm down, or else she's going to short out Prance's flashlight, and then they're going to be stuck in the dark. Because she's, you know, like, freaking herself out, Because she couldn't just, like, use her powers to just, like... Light up everything? Or just, like, the the human torch standing (laughs) next to her couldn't light up everything? Just like if sure. if her electrical powers could, like, put it out, could it not also just like bring it back? Right, you would right. think. Well, and Cal's not super comfortable place. either. Right, Cal is uh, walking like very kind of stiff and not letting himself I mean, relax. Very like, uh, very surrounded by people who you know what, a few days him. ago right. were and were a few days ago were definitely his enemy. Yeah. yeah. And he's not stupid. He knows that the information's being spread around that, Oh yeah. you know, we'll do anything to get this guy back, basically. Yeah. So he knows he's a walking ransom target, basically. He and uh, Mayor both. Right. I and feel he, like, if anything, Mayor has the advantage of being red. And Cal doesn't have that. Yeah, between the two, definitely. Cal has a disadvantage. As far as how everyone else around him used him in this world, yeah, 100%. But she's still the person that read the measures. That's true. So she's not really any better than a silver in their eyes right now anyway, you know? Yeah, I think anyone that's smart will know that she didn't have a choice. You would think, but I don't think everybody's going to see it that way. I think they're. I think what people are seeing is still being spun enough by the palace that a lot of people are going to be. They're not necessarily. They don't necessarily want to be against her, but they're not going to have a choice. I would say, like most things, when these kind of things happen, it's probably almost split down the middle. It's just you don't want to be the one that comes out and says yeah. that you're support her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there are going to be plenty who are going to be looking, even as Reds, who are going to buy into that and think she's the devil woman. But, you know, I I think that there may be some people who think that way. I don't think that these people think that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's possible. Right. I think that they would be smart enough to understand that she didn't have the choice. Right. Probably. I I think with these people, nothing's really personal unless somebody makes it personal with them. I think it's about what they can get out of the situation. Because he's, France is pretty much a thief. I mean, they're all opportunists. She's picked up on the fact that he's a thief and she's even said, it's kind of my kind of person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we passed over that part. He's wearing like all ratty, pieced together clothes, but brand new looking boots. So they're obviously stolen off somebody. Right. And she's like, a, <laughs> she's like, yeah, this is my kind of dude. Right. And she said, she says the one thing you can know about thieves is you can trust them to always be untrustworthy. Yeah. Basically. Right. They're, they're never gonna. They're never gonna disappoint to disappoint. Right. Them. They're gonna be in it for right. themselves. Whatever they, angle they can profit from. Yes, it will always be about them. They do not actually care about you. Correct. 
Cal's got one of his hands like lit up, basically, like a blaze, and it's casting all of these shadows on the wall. And they're like black and red, and Mare's like, oh, Cal's family colors before everything was lost to him except me. I'm all he has left in the whole wide world. And, hey, don't flatter yourself. Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited Mare. Party pooper. And then also, because she can't go five minutes without thinking about Maven. She sees Maven in the shadows dancing on the walls. And in the pools of darkness on the floor, she sees Maven's outline. Lovely. Because, girl, you are obsessed with Maven. It's kind of gross. The worst way possible. Super gross. Stockholm syndrome. Kinda. Kinda. It's like an easy diagnosis. It's like a twisted version of Stockholm syndrome. It makes it a lot worse. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome after eight weeks. Like, wow, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it happens. Especially when you're young. That's true. Cal looks over, or she looks over at Cal and is even more awkward. He does not like going down this dark tunnel, not knowing where they're going, following his enemies. He's like, hey, can we, like, where are we going? You know, basically, I'm not cool with this. And Mare's thinking, like, Oh, he has enough reasons to follow me now, but what happens when he doesn't have those reasons? And I have to start saying goodbye to him and learning oh. to live without him. And man, uh, I have to decide what my heart will allow and what my loneliness can bear. There, baby. Girl, you are 17 years old. <laughs> you have so much more to go through in this book. And then there's two more books after that. Yeah. And then the rest of your life. Yeah. So and there's two yeah. more books after Slow that. Slow it down, girl. And then like three different stories that take place after that. Yeah. Okay? But she doesn't dwell on that long. She's like, all right, with any luck by morning, we'll be back at the Black Run with three new bloods in tow and Kalorn will grumble because we took way too long. And he had to sit and talk about knots with Nick's all night. And she's like, oh, but now I kind of want to see Kalorn, and his whining would be welcome. It's like, she is giving me a friggin' headache. <laughs> she's got more waffles than Waffle House. <laughs> Make up your mind. I don't want Kalorn, but I still want him right here. Like, I don't want him, like, with me, but I still want him, like, Next to me. Within arm's distance. Yes, close enough for me to control his every move in existence, but him have no say over my life. Is that cool? Is that cool? I want to do that. I want to control his life, but not let him control mine. Right, like, you can't be with me, but you have to be, like, near me. Near me. You you can't be with me, but you you have to be, like, with me. I don't want you, but nobody else can have you either. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to keep you in a small room that I built underneath my floor of my house. Yeah. It's to be a trap door that has a rug over it. I'll just take you out when I, when I want to have when it. I, oh, when I need no. a corner. Okay. That's, I mean, that's it. about the way that she feels about him. <laughs> when he's not there, she's like, oh, what is he doing? What is he, doing? I, he can't take care of himself. He's, he's just going to be out there bumping into walls because he doesn't know how to turn around and not walk into the wall. If I'm not there to tell him not to walk into the wall. It's like an NPC. like an NPC in a game is just like stuck when, in some when, like their AI is broken. Yeah. And like, uh, 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 uh. 
Like, is that what she thinks? He just can't take care of himself when she's not around? Yes. Or, like, if she's not around, he's just, like, shut off. Like, he's not important. Yeah. He's not in the same screen. Right. Like, he, right. Take, he takes a step, trips, falls over, gets up, takes a step, trips, falls over. His, he is an NPC to her. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he steps on a rake and yeah, it pops up and hits his face, like in the Simpsons. Yeah, that's cool. He just shuts in her, down. In her mind. That's yeah, cool. when when she's not around, he's a video game selection screen. He's just like... He's <laughs> just standing there shaking from side to side, waiting for you to... He doesn't him. need to eat or anything like that. He's just waiting for Mary to come back and on then, the screen. And then when you, like, scroll over him or whatever, he does, like, a cool... <laughs> yeah, like on Mortal Kombat, you select him, he's like, yeah. there's a little... Kalor! <laughs> Kalor! He acts like he's casting a net. Kevorn! <laughs> we Poor have Kalorn. fun. We love you, Jacob Bertrand. Because <laughs> that's just, that's he's cool. who he he's is cool now. now. Yeah. Shade decides he's going to fill the silence by giving Mare some very much necessary backstory on Krantz. Like, I'm going to make this seem real casual like, <laughs> but I'm telling Mare everything she needs to know right now. Here's the backstory. We're going to just shovel it all at you. Here's how we met. I just feel there's a flashback. And the screen goes to black and white, and that's how we know we're in a flashback. It's like all grainy and stuff. Or we do it We do it JD style, and she just like looks up to the side. She looks up to the side. We're going to need a lot more notes. And we're just suddenly in a, it just like cuts to a flashback. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to think about Shade or Zach Braff the Shade. You ruined it for me. You, you said, I don't, think just don't even it. think about it anymore. You said just it. go right back in Jacob Burton and everything's okay. That's cool. All oh, right, Shade. Yeah. Joseph Quinn, come on. Yes. So, oh. Well, we we got to do the casting episode. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he's definitely temporarily front stood front in front by front Joseph Quinn. Definitely a front runner. Also, but we love Joseph Quinn. We love you, Joseph Quinn. Uh, Shade says Krantz is basically the reason that he got out of the choke alive. That he escaped the executioners when he made his break for it, but that he was still starving. He almost couldn't escape hunger. Right. And apparently he stole a head of cabbage, but had to get permission from Krantz to eat it? I mean, apparently he said, Krantz just said, I just, I guess he caught him, but didn't let him have it anyways, what I'm gathering. Yeah, something Pretty much like that. Pretty much just let him eat food. Yeah. Right. Just like he took it, and I was. I get from how I read it, it's like he. Shade took it, and then he was caught, and then Krantz was like, nah. Go ahead and eat, eat it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I said that, eat it so weird. That was my, my fault. Yeah. That made me think how eat hungry it. would I have to be? Eat just cabbage. To eat just, just like raw a cabbage. Head of like a head of raw cabbage is the best thing that I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I would. I think I would just drink my own urine and eat the bodies of fallen soldiers before I ate cabbage. It's disgusting. Wow. It's really gross. Have you ever tasted it? No, I haven't. nasty. Mom, I would you, I would rather. Nanny loves it. I would rather eat cabbage than resort to cannibalism. I don't know. Have you smelled cabbage? I, no, but so I, gross. Mom, I, the moral, just the moral implication. I bet a human steak if cooked right in season. I bet if Gordon Ramsay cooked human, you'd be like, okay. hey, a good human. 
I mean, if Gordon Ramsay cooked cabbage, I might eat it. Probably. Like, okay, so now you're <laughs> you're confusing me. I'm talking guys, about like being hungry enough just to pick up a raw head of cabbage out of somebody's garden, like chunk my, of groundhog, and my eat it. Brain is broken. My brain is broken today. Okay, you can't be messing with me like this. Well, and also, while she's doing all this, and we're talking about all this, and they're talking about all this, she's noticing also that they're going deeper, and the tunnel's getting so small that now that like an undertrain couldn't even go through, and there's no right. more tracks, and the, so there's wooden supports built up there that are kind of old and cracking. Okay, having to support this, so they're in a, yeah, they're in a kind of a they're underground. This is a, not a well used area. Well used area. It's kind of something off. Yeah, doesn't seem like they're going towards the heart of the city where you would think that the tunnels right. would be bigger. And Cal's even like, okay, so. Where, where, we, where do we surface? Where do we surface? Like, just anyone tell me. And Farley says, what, Ocean Hill? Yeah. And Krantz is like, well, uh, no. Well, actually, Ocean Hill's closed for the summer. <laughs> Ocean Hill just <laughs> Well, he said that there were new construction orders that came down from Hang the on. king that it had to be sealed up. I right. need I need to make it <laughs> Okay. okay. Usually, you say you need to make a joke. You kind of ruin the timing. Okay. <laughs> Ocean Hill's close. What? Okay, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> she can't stop laughing. I know. Because they don't have any chicken fries. Because what? Ocean Hill is close because they don't have any chicken fries. <laughs> <laughs> there was one day when we were out of large King, cups, and Wait, they we were just... out of chicken fries. <laughs> Why did you just close it? I went to Dairy Queen two weeks ago they and they were out of Diet Coke. Oh. <laughs> they were out of dairy. We, no, got, we got nothing dairy. No ice cream, no, no milk. The queen isn't even there. <laughs> we're, we're out of queen. a blank queen. sign. <laughs> they're taking off the D and the Q. Welcome to... Mm-hmm. Can I take your order? Welcome to Chicken Stir Baskets. Can I take your order? <laughs> Yeah, my chicken hurts. strip basket with Diet Coke. We don't have any Diet Coke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I get a shake? Uh, we have no dairy. Why? Oh. What about gravy? Yeah, we got that. Can I just have a side of gravy? <laughs> Can I just drink straw? that? I had to get regular Coke, and I was not happy about it, because the only other diet they had was Diet Dr. Pepper. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, because it's just such an atrocity to have to drink regular Coke. It is. It didn't taste right. <laughs> After I ordered regular Coke, though, I was like, gosh, I should have gotten a Sprite. And come yeah. and drink regular soda. Sprite is the right. way to go. So good. But how do you run out of Diet Coke? Like, you just send somebody to the Coke thing and have them pick up more, another bag of Coke. Or, like, the other Dairy Queen and have them get more Diet Coke. I don't right. understand. Like, that's just bad management. It is. Oh, 100%. Domino's manager would not run out of Diet no. Coke. Do you think you ever go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and be like, well, we're out of chicken? We're out of chicken. No! Not, not there. Not just a specific kind of chicken. We're out of all of our chicken. Yeah. Just sandwiches, nuggets, everything. I don't think they've ever been in, out of anything when I've been there. No, because they run well. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't think, think so. it's ever been like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of that right now. Or, oh, we <laughs> ran out of that. This this random fast food tangent that all came because of a really bad joke I made. Right. Good times. But now I kind of want some mac and cheese. <laughs> but anyway, so plans are changing because yeah. Ocean Hill is closed. 
couldn't stop him. To quote, to quote Krantz, three days on the throne, and the king is already a pain in the ass. But Cal gnashes his teeth at the sound of, uh, or at the uh, it, hearing that Maven has given the orders to have the tunnels right. closed down, and he bursts into flames like anger from inside out. <laughs> how I picture it. Yes. Because he knows that that was sent down to keep them from using like the tunnels underneath oh, yeah. the city. Cal's going Super Saiyan. That's what it would look like. Exactly. Like fire around yeah. his body. Just completely lit up. And he says that Maven has always hated the hill or Ocean Hill. Uh, that it's too small for him and too old. So it makes, basically it makes sense that he would give the order to, to have the tunnels closed instead of going there himself because he doesn't like it there. So he's, they're kind of safe from Maven being in this particular spot. Right. He doesn't like it here. However, that means that they can't use the tunnel that they wanted to use. So they have, they're going to have to double back and reroute. And it's basically going to take the entire time that they have just right. to get to where they're going. And I think right now before what, what happens here is a good Time to point out that Mare's always so concerned about having to face Maven and not thinking about Maven's reach. He doesn't have to be anywhere near her to affect her. He's he's right. already proven how intelligent he is and how he's willing to do anything to affect her and to find her and Cal. Yeah. That she's like missing she's so worried about him being in front of her that she's missing all of the Warning signs that he right. is all around her, yeah. whether he's there or not. And the the fact that like she should know that he doesn't have to be there to mess with her. Right, right. And he will she's, stop at nothing. She's worried about that inevitable face to face battle that they'll have to have, not realizing that she's probably going to have to have fifty battles with his minions, and he's the final boss of the level. Right. So you yes. don't just to get get to advance straight to Maven, you've got to beat. All the lower level right. dudes before you get to him, and then know? before the final boss fight starts, you have to fight like the two bodyguards or whatever. And exactly, he has two bodyguards right. for some reason. Exactly. Right. Yes. How many fights did you have to get through before you got to Mike Tyson on Punch Out? Like, like thirteen. All of them. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Tyson didn't just, Tyson didn't just fight. You. Right. You didn't just get to like select right over, just tab right over to Michael and be like, yeah, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go straight to Mike Tyson." No, it didn't work that way. You have to get through so many other people first. Yeah. Gotta go through a couple adventures, you know, walk through a couple bland landscapes. Yeah. Right. Landscapes. So, landscapes. So not being, being at Ocean Hill Farm is just like, well, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just use the fish market, right. but that's going to add all this extra time, you know. Krantz is like, well, Egan will uh, give you anything you want, basically. Right. And it shouldn't be that hard, especially with Rabbit, Rabbit to help you all. So at this point, Shade kind of brings up some information that Mare's not too keen on because she's trying to hold these names in the book close to her her vest. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't want to give away why why they're there, but Shade is like, "Hey, Krantz, how familiar with you are the?" With the red families of the bay, are you? How familiar with you? Are How red? familiar with you? How familiar with the reds of this area are, are you? you? So like, if I give you some names, are you going to know anything about them? I love that Mare is like, she don't tell him about the list. 
Yet, when she first got the list, she could just not wait to tell someone about it. Hey, everybody, everybody. I got this list! Everybody. She got on Facebook and posted the list. <laughs> she wrote a musical called The List. The list. Performed it. I think we made a musical joke already. Did about, we? like, The List, something about her. Hey, guys, musical. I got this list! No, even, Stop it. She even went on Twitter and had a hash brown. About the list. <laughs> hash, hash brown. this list. <laughs> the list. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hash brown peep my list. <laughs> Cobra Kai references are fun. <laughs> when they were getting ready to have the big fight, it was yes. hilarious, and he was just like hash brown hash kicking brown. your butt. Yeah, it was like, oh, that's adorable. So Shade looks over at her to give Krantz the names, and Krantz looks like a little kid on Christmas morning. <gasps> Waiting right. to hear yeah, what yeah. they're looking for. And yeah. Mare is just like, I don't want to do Or like this. a dog when you're holding a treat and it's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like standing up on yeah. his back legs. Or Olaf. Yeah. 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 yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? So Mare says, we're looking for Ada Wallace and Walliver Gant. Galt. Galt. What? Sorry. But I I I mistyped. Oh, okay. Walliver Galt. Galt. And his face changes at the name Galt. So he has to nod because he's like, oh well, I just showed on my face. I'm gonna have to acknowledge that I know who this person is, or you else can, they're gonna know I'm lying. You can tell something happens to Walliver by the fact that we don't just know his name. <laughs> Oh, right, that it doesn't just roll off right. the tongue. Which, yeah. Just before she starts talking, she gives him the name, she's got the names in her head, and she talks about one more, and it's the first reference of this name is the character that you guys do not like. Oh, okay, yeah. don't act like you don't like no, I didn't right? even put her name in my notes. But she mentions Cameron Cole. I think that mention, the mention you're talking about was actually before this, and it was like a mental thing? Yeah, it was, that's what I'm saying. But it was in this chapter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's thinking about it. She says Cameron. But just bring that up because that's going to be a name you're going to hear ad nauseum and not in the best ways. Sure. Okay. But anyway, so he knows this Galt family. Yeah. Clearly, he's already betrayed that, so he can't hide it now. He says they're an old family. They've been in the area for a long time. They're brewers, so they make the best beer in the area. And they're good people to have on your side. So those are all positive things. And he even knows where they live. He's like, oh, they live over off Charside Road. You know, gives them all the information they could possibly Possibly want. want. He's like, but Wallace, that's a common name. And I'm not familiar with that first name. I can't help you any with Wallace. But here's what I know about the Galts. Okay, I, I may have brought this up before, but... Before I started reading these books, I had no idea what the word chagrin meant. And it's used so many times in these books. Yeah. It's like, I like I learned, th- this book taught me something. It taught me a hope word. I that every book that you read teaches you something. It taught me a word. Chagrin is one of those words like, uh, incredulous or preternatural that you're only going to find in books. <laughs> Like, like nobody, nobody uses, uses them those. in actual conversation. Nobody says, 
I was incredulous. All right. Unless so it's their like so the my, audacity, you know. Right. So my buddy, much to my chagrin, much said, to my <laughs> chagrin, like no, that's it, a the only thing. person who's going to say that is like trying to sell you a used car. Yes. And the extended warranty, and you should just right. back away slowly. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's all he's going to say. He's about ready to clam up after he says he doesn't know the Wallaces. That's not enough information for Mare. So she, she kind of senses pushes him too. a little more. Yeah. She's like, uh, you know, I, I, I know that he's holding something back. You know, his, what's coming out of his mouth is not matching what's in his eyes. Right. So she's like, so what about the Mariners? You know, your group is the Mariners, huh? You guys are like last place in the you know you know west. What's the right <laughs> Seattle Mariners? That's what I kept thinking of too. But no, but their logo is kind of cool. It is. Krantz has a tattoo on his forearm that's like the Mariners, right? Tattoo. Tattoo of King Griffey Jr. Exactly. Going way up over the wall to catch a. Okay. To snag a ball, save a home run. It says a blue black anchor, so is it like navy blue? I'm guessing. Maybe it's that black that only looks black until you see it in a certain light, and then it's blue. Like, oh, it's actually just like, really, 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 really ridiculously dark blue. Like, like the Ronnie Fest car, because it looks black. Yeah, so Sometimes. much of the time. Like all those sweaters of archers and it's like no this isn't black this is very dark gray (laughs) (laughs) although in this lighting she can still tell it is blue black so something tells me that it's it's just like really dark blue yeah but not it didn't say blue and black so no blue blue black right just like hyphenated yeah i don't know i don't know what tattoos look like in this time either they've got some kind of weird ink you know, like in the Hunger Games, tattoos were all funky because they had different ink yeah. and stuff. So there was yeah. like color changing tattoos and stuff like that. I don't think so. this guy would be the one that would have those because he probably couldn't afford that. I mean, I don't think so, like but it's still like if that ink is available, there's probably like sailor dudes smuggling it and using it. I mean, these guys are smugglers. He says True. so himself, you know, best smugglers in the beacon. If you want it, we run it. But Mayor, Mayor just keeps pressing. Yeah. She's like, so you serve the guard too, right? You know, she's not going to let him off right. the hook. So. And and he, his smile fades, but he nods. Right. Like, mm. Mm, you know, not not a real convincing confirmation there. Right. Well, what made you decide to join the guard? Did Farley recruit you? She just keeps... Yeah. Is Egan another captain? And if he's a captain, does that make you his lieutenant? You know, she's she's just going to keep she's hammering questions. That. And everybody's looking at her like, what are you doing? She thinks about Kalorn again. Yeah, she's like, God, I wish Kalorn was here because he would know what I'm doing and play along with right. me. And I'm kind of thinking, like, based on what we know about Shade, I would think that Shade would also be playing along He's, with this. He does here in a second. He starts to catch on pretty quick. Like, I don't know if he's just focused on... Farley at this moment, or exactly Maybe. what's going on, but yeah, I would think that he would pick up what's going on quicker. She's like, Mare's like, you know, forgive me for asking so many questions, but I'm always curious as to where other brothers and sisters in the guard 
come from. You know, she's really laying it right. on hey, super hey. thick. Like milking like, these bras. Yeah, they're going to need boots up here in a minute because it's about to get thick on this floor. You know what I'm saying? And when they say what, when she asks what uh, convinced you to join the cause, they don't say anything. None of them, none of the four of them no. say anything. anything. She's like, did you seek the guard out like I did? Of course, I had a very good reason. I thought Shade was dead, you see, and I wanted vengeance. I joined up because I wanted to kill the people who killed my brother. So she's like, she's going to give some information and hope that she gets some information back. Krantz doesn't say anything, but he's walking faster. He's trying to get away from her. So she's like, oh, I hit a nerve. Yeah, I touched something. And she's like, so who did the Silvers take from you, Krantz? Like, what caused you? Yeah. To be here. And everyone tenses. Even Farley. Like, ah, we've, we've moved into super awkward territory. Reaching at for this place. what can only be another hidden knife. A hidden knife, yeah. It's like, mm. And she's like, there's Melody. She like stops. Yeah, puts Stops everyone, arm, puts her puts arm, her arm out. out. Everybody like, just kind of stops. Where's Melody? You know, she's not going any further with him until she figures right. out where this Melody chick is. And why Krantz is here alone. Because this Egan dude, whoever he is, would not have sent... She's like, she says, Egan would not Krantz have sent you by yourself. By yourself without her. Right. What's going on? Something is not right. And, uh... Mare, like, moves to where her back is against the wall. The wall. Like, she doesn't want anybody sneaking up behind her. Because she can feel the trap. in the same position beside her. Yeah. And she knows that they're they've got to be like right under the city gates. And Farley's got her knife out now. Yeah, so this is a real bad place to have a battle. Right. And this looks like it's about to turn into a battle because she touched on a nerve and now nobody's gonna let it go. And Farley is also not ready to let the where's Melody Melody go. question go. Right, there's something up. Cal has where's has flamed up here. And Farley's knife, as she's moving it through the air, like catches Cal's flame and glints right in Krantz's eyes. And he still doesn't squint. He's just like, his eyes are wide. Okay. You know, he's he's in some you-know-what now. And as much, like, just that that she can see sets Mare on edge. She knows that some real bad stuff it's about to is down. about to go down. And Krantz says, you know what we are, who Egan is. We're criminals, Farley. We believe in money and survival. And Mare thinks to herself, like, she knows that life all too well, when all you can think about is money and survival. All too, all too well? Yep. And earlier she had thought to herself, you know, if there's money to be made off of selling me and Cal... This dude is going to sell us out. Right. Of anybody that we've met, this dude is going to sell us down the river faster than anybody. All of them. Even, so even with she's Shane on there. edge. Right. She's on edge anyway. And then this happens where she can't get a response on why they joined the guard. And she knows that something real bad is about to go down. She can like smell betrayal now almost, oh, she yeah. says. You'd think she'd have a sense for it by now. I mean, I think she kind of does. I think she knows that something's up, but there just wasn't 
anything she could do about it before. So she's like, she's sparking up, you know, she's calling the lightning or whatever, right as Prance's buddies are pulling their pistols. So what does, what does the trail smell like? You're setting up for a joke that I don't think no, any to, of us are going to trying to like. figure out what, what betrayal smells like. I mean, I imagine it probably smells like sweat. Feet, like, like, like flop sweat. Sweaty feet. Or armpits, because everybody's nervous. It smells like sweaty palms. I hear betrayal and I think the tabletop game. Yeah, me And too. I'm just like, cardboard. Right. It smells like uh, when you first open the box and you haven't played it in a while, and it's got kind of that papery, musty smell, but it's still somehow plasticky. Even and the bar- like no box makes that farty noise when you take the top off, and it's like... As you're sliding the top and the bottom coming apart. And everyone laughs just a little bit, but right. not too loud because they don't want to be like. <laughs> <laughs> then you kind of push it down a little bit and do it again. <laughs> as you're pulling it off again. I've done that before. Yeah. So satisfying. Because at the same time, the box is like. Shaking. Yeah. It's making this like nice little vibration apart, you know. Reminds you of your childhood. Like when you get a new game for Christmas and you just immediately want to open it. Like, Christmas has to stop so you can play this with your family now. It's just, like, it's it's quite the satisfying feel. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. It's not about the sound. It's about the feel, okay? Okay, sure. It's about the smell. It's sort of uh, about the sound, though. Trying to say what is, what is, <laughs> what is the... Back to the point. What does the trail smell like? Cardboard, cardboard and plastic. Cardboard and plastic. Cardboard and sweat. There we go. There we go. Put it in the record. Betrayal smells like cardboard and sweat. Okay. <laughs> uh, said I know well. Yeah. So we're at we're things are about to get nasty. Yeah. Kranz finally breaks down and says that they took her, meaning Melody. Whoever they is. The silver's in by I'm sure controlled yeah, by somebody. Maven, somebody came ass. in and took Melody, and they sent her trigger finger to this Egan person. So they yeah. cut her finger off and put it in a box and sent it to Egan straight out of a spy movie or an episode of Black Mirror. And that's been happening apparently all over the Bay. All of the gangs of people have lost loved ones loved ones children or a wives, gang member yeah. themselves have been taken so they've already struck there at all the known kind of outlaw people again and again Mary should have seen this coming like we talked about she's yeah. so worried about facing him she's not thinking about all the devious crap he can do mm-hmm. and the payout and that he definitely will right. do Prance mentions the payout they're paying a lot of money that, for her. Yeah, to the money, the amount of money that we would get for you guys is nothing to laugh at, basically. And he says it's not it's not just officers and Maven's kingsmen looking for you. It's every single one of us. Every smuggling ring, every thief company from here to Delphi is hunting you. And uh the silvers and her own people. So she is. Everyone. She can be turned in by anybody at this point. Yeah. It's already been made clear that whoever turns her in is going to be rewarded handsomely, whether they're red or silver. Which is scary. Yeah. For her. And he says, "I'm sorry, but that's the way of it." 
and his apology isn't to her, it's to Shade and Farley. Right, because they're the ones he's, he doesn't know Mary from Adam. They're right. the ones that she's This is no betraying. skin off him, right. you know, as far as her goes, as far as she goes, but Farley and Shade, he's upset that he's had to do this too. But he's doing it. But he's doing it anyway. Shade's like, so what kind of trap did you set for us? You know, thinking, well, I mean, ask him what's the worst thing he could do, not answer you. Right. <laughs> but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So Shade's like, what are you setting up for us? And he's like, uh, nothing you're going to like. Which is a stupid answer. Yes. Like there would be a trap that they would like. They would like. They, they, oh, they round the next bend and there's like four chicks without their shirt on. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Ah! And then, you know, velociraptors attack you from the sides or whatever. I don't know what they have. Attack velociraptors. They don't have anything. <laughs> attack velociraptors. I'm not sure how velociraptors got into this. Hang on. Can <clears throat> I say that that'd be a great idea? Well, it's kind of what they tried to do in Fallen Kingdom with the laser gun thing. But that was wasn't a velociraptor. It was, right. Well, I mean, they tried training it was, velociraptors it was a in the part first of Jurassic World. Yes. They're taming them and crap. Right. What they should have done like, is tried to make me give a crap about the movies. It's like <laughs> war, war animals. Well, you know why the second and third ones weren't good? What? Because they didn't have Bryce Dallas Howard in a tank top. Right. How do you not put her in a tank top? I just, I don't get it. J.D. McCarthy tank top. Banned from Kevin can F himself. It's hilarious. Everybody he knows already Googles Jenny McCarthy tank top. So now. Yeah. So Mayor notices that when asked about the trap, that Krantz's eyes keep darting to this support post kind that they're bubble. under. Yeah. Okay. Where there's some cracks and you can see some stuff coming through and. Doesn't look like anything's been reinforced down right. here for a minute. And Shade's like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Which surprised me. I was like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Man, Shade's upset. And this means we get to say son of a bitch on the podcast. Yes. We get excuses. Yay. Contact Victoria Aviard if you're upset about it. <laughs> it's not our fault. And and Shade is pretty much in perfect position to throw a punch at Krantz if he needs to. This is the distraction that Farley had said they were going to need right. earlier. And Mare thinks, here we go. And all I could hear is, let's get ready to rumble. That was insanely loud in <laughs> my headphones. Like, Good. that broke my ears. Good Bruce Buffett. It was good, yeah, but he's wow. going to retire soon, so I oh. could make twenty million dollars every fight to do that more than happily. I think he's going to give himself a heart attack before he retires. Just give me twenty million dollars now, and I'll do it as many times as you want between now and when I die. I'd be cool with that. Maybe give me another twenty million in twenty years if I'm still alive. Deal sounds good. Deal. So the three other Mariner goons draw their guns. And they're getting ready to shoot. They're ready. They're ready to shoot. And she knows Krantz has a gun on him. He just hasn't pulled it out yet. He's waiting to reveal 
whatever his weapon is. Right. So they all fire at Shade and hit open air. He's already gone by the time they get there. So Mare is like all deafened by these three guns that just went off in this incredibly tiny space. And God only knows where the ricochets went because they didn't hit anything. So these bullets ricocheted off somewhere. Tiny little tunnel. Yeah. And she shoots a bolt of lightning up to the crack in the ceiling. Where the yeah, where the wood was. Where the wood was was starting to splinter. And just kind of blows that. Yeah, just shatters the whole thing and collapses it in. And Cal jumps out one way towards Krantz and Farley. Uh, and Mare, like, is almost caught under this thing, but Shade wraps his hand around her wrist and, and pulls her out. Jumps her out. Jumps her out real quick. And they land a few yards down the tunnel ahead of where Krantz and Farley are helping Cal up, and there's a big pile of debris behind them, and that's where all the... The other three goons The are. other three goons are. They were all buried in the rubble. So, oh man, I'm an autocorrected chance here as well. <laughs> in my notes, it's funny. I must have typed chance when I was doing my notes real quick. Or you typed it correctly and it was just like, nah, it, you know, Could I'm, I'm going to change that letter for you. This is what you meant, right? Yeah? Yeah. Sure. But our, our cliffhanger is Krantz spares one last look for his fallen mariners, then draws his hidden pistol. For one brief, blistering moment, I think he might shoot me. But instead, he raises his electrifying gaze, staring down the tunnel as it quakes around us. His lips move, forming a single word. Run. Then why did he draw the pistol? She was going to fire like a starting gun they were going to raise. <laughs> Go! Correct. I don't know. We'll have to see. Because that's the end of our chapter. Because that's the end of our chapter. Which I feel like this is not... The first time that a cliffhanger has, has that we've ended the chapter with the word run. I don't know. I don't no. think it is. In this book series, I don't think so. Yeah. And you see, the thing is, as not only someone who has read this entire series, but also someone who is currently watching through a show that constantly ends on cliffhangers. Heroes. Yeah. This is a little underwhelming. I'm going to be honest. I mean, three people just died, and they there were, people that we don't were three people care we about walking into just a trap. Died. Okay, but we also we still don't know what Krantz's true intentions are. That's and, true. And the tunnels are caving in, so they got to move because. And maybe he's saying run because he wants to use them as target practice. Right. Like I'm gonna start firing, so you better run, and he, I'm gonna hit just, whoever I hit. Cal he can just pulled just out a pistol. Him. Yeah, that's true. Cal could just flamethrower him. And toast him like yeah. a pumpkin seed. He would look like a eviscerate him. He said he looked like pumpkin a big barrel. He would look like mind. a burning barrel. Hey! Oh! Burning barrels. Thrift Tracks reference. Yes. So many burning barrels. Seriously, Donkey Kong had fewer burning <laughs> barrels. <laughs> yeah. yep. That's a good one. What do you think they're burning in those barrels? Smaller, smaller burning, burning barrels. barrels. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
We do love the Rift Track. Yeah. It's good stuff. Go throw those guys some money because they're hilarious. And they probably have a Rift Track for your favorite movie. Download it. Watch it along with it. What was the one we watched? We watched Top Gun. Yeah. They have, and I that think we may hilarious. have done a Jurassic Park. And I think we did Jurassic Park. They have Park. so many full movies that they get the rights to, but if they don't get the rights, they'll just do an audio version. You can yes. go on their app and download it and just, they'll tell you when to sync it up to the actual yeah. movie. Yeah, and great. they are so, so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so funny. So yeah, check that out. But that's where this chapter ends. Yeah. We end on another cliffhanger. Is Krantz going to fire at who's coming along behind them and give them a chance to escape? Is he going to shoot himself? What's going to happen? We have no idea. No clue. So you will have to tune in next week to find out. <gasps> right. Not a whole lot of new stuff came out. I mean, we met Krantz, but we don't know how long he's going to live. We've <laughs> learned that Maven has basically put a bounty on their head so big that they everyone's going to want to turn it in. Yeah. Or they're going to suffer consequences. So. Right. Yeah. So. And also that he knows that they're going to be using the tunnels to get around and he's already ordering them because he's aware of to tunnels. be blocked yes. off. Yes. So the tunnel systems are going to be compromised in the cities that they go to. Just like Nersi was. Yes. Henceforth. The, the two biggest mistakes, and obviously I don't blame Mare or anyone for this, but the two biggest mistakes that she made were telling him about the list and taking him on the other train. Yes. Yes. Two biggest mistakes she made. Although, I'm sure that they have been in those tunnel systems within the last couple of days. If the king has already ordered them closed, those guys have been down there. It was just their mistake thinking that Maven's influence hadn't reached there already. Yes. That even at though this he point knew, now, yes. Yeah, that even though he knew they would be using the tunnels, they'd still find a way to get through them. Right. And that was an underestimate of Maven's reach. 100%. Like we talked about, you, he doesn't have to be there to affect you. Right. Well, Mare was thinking about, he knows about the list too. That's all she was thinking about, was that he knows about the list. Well, he knows about the tunnels, he knows about the undertraining. Yeah. Nearsy. He knows right. about a lot of things now. Right. He knows about Fake radiation readings. Yep. He knows mm-hmm. that monitors that have been set to show one thing when it's really another thing. So he knows enough to hunt them down. Yes. Yeah, good chapter. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this week. This is a little bit of a longer episode, but I feel like we really got some good discussion in because... And some quality ramps. Yeah. We're getting ready to go into uh, another big... Some depressing stuff. ...moment out. here. So... We hope that you guys have enjoyed this chapter. Hit us up over on Instagram. I will say. Oh, yeah. Hang on. This episode is long by our standards, but by podcast standards, this is short. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Right. You're exactly. welcome for that. Exactly. So, hit us up over at Instagram. That's where we are the most active. Uh, we've given it out before, but if this is your first time here with us, it's at Reading with the Rockefellers. So hop over there and give us a follow, and you can interact with us there. You can also email us all of your fan casting ideas. Uh, have we forgotten anything? Fan art we like to receive. Yes. You can do that at readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. And then you can also go straight to our website. All of our episodes are available there. You can listen to them right on the website and not have to use a third-party podcast player. 
Our blog is also there and our fan art, as well as pictures of our four-legged mascots. And that is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.